0: Off the Ball with thanks to Ford introducing the newest member of our team the mighty new Ford C-Max Ford driving
1: expectations even further
0: Alright you're welcome Max so let's talk about the rugby and Ireland's win over Italy we've got Brian Driscoll on the line Uh, next Wednesday of course Brian we're going to be at the 3 Arena in front of 3,000 Off the Ball listeners Uh, but for now it's just us
1: Feel so intimate. I'm <laughs> sure it'll be just as intimate that night. Yeah, well, the tickets,
0: uh, the response has been huge already. So we're already getting to the point where people have their last chance to get involved. So it's going to be really
1: good. Great, should be a good night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Well, there'll be lots to talk about one way or another after the weekend's game against France.
0: Yeah, and lots of talk after the Italy game. So we're 16-9 winners. Like the most optimistic analysis is that this is a very timely kick up the ass and then obviously you can get more pessimistic depending on who you're listening to. So I'm very curious to get your take.
1: I don't know. Do you know what I was, I've i been thinking about? It and you've you pitched at different levels of the scale. Um, you know, this game was about winning, absolutely, and they won. So job done. Mm. Having said that, um, you know, in all the interviews and all the words that I've seen spoken from Paul O'Connell and Joe Schmidt, like I know they'll be annoyed with themselves. I know they would have wanted a better performance, and they had too many unforced errors, too many penalties, not enough pattern um you know small even small things in their game that ordinarily are are, are good, where their you know their loop plays they just didn't have the same authority in their carries, and so just they were they were a little bit off and and Italy were miles better than they had been previously. And as a result, we got the results that, that, that happened at the weekend, and we were glad to get out. I, it felt more comfortable than 16-9, mm. but you know when you think about 16-9, an intercept try, and you've got a draw, and then that took a, you know, a completely different perspective put on next weekend's game. And um, so all in all, you know, happy to be in quarter final, but my God, you're, you know, you're not winning the World Cup playing that way. So we got to really up our performance.
0: You use the phrase there; they'll be annoyed. As opposed to in any way, kind of panicked by what happened.
1: Definitely not panicked. Definitely not panicked. This, you know, they're, they're, Ireland are back-to-back Six Nations um, champions. Um, they've you know, beaten some hemisphere uh, opposition in the last in in the last year. Um, they're confident in their own skin in what way they're playing the game. I think the first couple of games that they put, they scored some great tries, albeit not against very testing defenses. Uh, this was a little bit of a kick up the backside. Um but it, it was the time to get it. You know, you can't you can't afford that next week or you know in a quarter final because you'll be out. So you know, you got it against a team that um you know threw the kitchen sink at us. We still were able to handle it uh albeit playing well below par and, you know they'll go back and, and do a you know pretty nasty review and see where they went wrong and know that if they play anything like that intensity at the weekend, they'll get blown away. So, you know, always, sometimes you have to take whatever 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 comes at you, you have to take it. And so if they played brilliantly, they'd have tried to you know ride that, the crest of that wave. They haven't. Mm. So now they have to, you know, look back and go, right, if we play like that you know it'll be all over for us or at least you know it'll be second place in the group
0: Yeah and you suspect there's enough experience there to ride that it's not quite Crested Wave stuff clearly but ride the the, the disappointment and turn that around all the things you've listed off is the common denominator there one of attitude intensity <clears throat> sorry is it different things in different areas do we know?
1: I think it's probably a combination of lots of things not going well um, I think you know Credit where credit is due. Uh, the Italian defence was stoic. It was um, they they played a very s- smart defensive game in that they didn't concede huge numbers to Rooks unless they really felt that there was a chance of turning it over. Mm-hmm. I think they had a couple of individuals that had phenomenal defensive um, games. Giomant you know, Favaro at seven, plays for Glasgow, was everywhere. I, I don't actually know his tackle count, but it must have been pushing up towards twenty. Um, he was he was immense for the 60 minutes he was on, and so you know, definitely Parise, um you know, is, is nearly more important to Italy than Paul O'Connell is to Ireland in that the galvanising effect that he has and the inspiration that he gives to his teammates. So I think they always had one big performance, having underperformed in the, in the two previous games. They always had one big performance, and I, f- I feel that was it. And we were still able to see it, see it through, albeit you know. It, it got a bit close, you know. Only going to to, to one point with with twenty minutes to play was yeah. not how Ireland envisaged it. I thought after we scored our try, that it would be a twenty five point win.
0: Why did we not see more of that try type rugby from Ireland?
1: Charles, you know, lo- looking back in the game, um, you know, the the offloads that went to hand, I think we I think it was a Jerry Torney said that we had five offloads to their ten. Hmm. Um, so first of all, we're not throwing a huge amount, but then the ones, some of the ones we threw, weren't sticking as well. And so, just looking back on on, on Isley's offloading game, three of the ten that went to hand were in the in the build-up to that um, Ferno no yeah. try, where Pete made a great tackle in the corner. Yeah. It just shows that when when you do, if you if you, if you if you're brave and you and the pass does stick, you get teams in trouble and three in a row like that yeah you know, they must have made forty or fifty yards and sorry, so, to
0: inter- sorry to interrupt aren't we always very risk aversive though like we just don't offload the ball essentially
1: we are and and an, an it it becomes uh it, it, you know it's, it's it's its becomes the game becomes more difficult if you don't offload because it means you have to go through more phases, it means you're gonna be become more tired and hitting more rooks um and then sometimes you know if if you lose if you lose an impact. You're on the back foot, then your hand is forced, and sometimes you have to kick to try and retrieve the ball or kick when the opposition wants you to kick rather than kicking on your own terms. So, mm. um, I, yeah, I, I just think, we, you know, on the whole, we were, we were off the ball, and um, it happened at a time where we were able to deal with it in, against an opposition, with the greatest respect to Italy, yeah. where we were able to see them through, and uh, it just can't happen again in the competition.
0: You see the funny thing is, it's not like we're talking about Joe Schmidt here, and it's not like you would say, "Well, Schmidt is just inherently against taking risks and against offloads." Like we saw the type of rugby that was played at Leinster, for instance. He's clearly looked at international rugby and looked at the assets he has available to him, and made this call and made this decision. Um, and it doesn't look like that's going to change massively next week or beyond.
1: No, I, I think you, you we're going to see we're going to see certain power plays that he'll have picked. Um, off the back of analysing France that we you know, maybe we haven't seen before or certainly we haven't seen for some time. Mm. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's going to play to the strengths, I think. We do have a good kicking game um, and, and so it you know, would serve us well during the Six Nations. Why wouldn't you revert back to that as well if, if it is going well? Um,
0: I get the sense you wouldn't be against seeing a few more offloads though.
1: I, I, w- I would absolutely, listen. you know, Robbie Henshaw came on and within the first 20 minutes had two offloads. You know, one um, led to a you know, nice note, note, uh, passage of play and the second one led to Keith Earl's try. Um, mm. I, I suppose I've always been a believer in, you know, the passes is there. I just hope guys are running the right lines and sometimes that becomes the psyche, the psyche rather than, it's not that... Guys that want to throw the offload, it's that the, the the people that are you know should be taking the offloads are already thinking about running to the ruck and clearing out rather than actually getting mm. the ball out of contact. So it's a state of mind as much as an actual skill as well. So yeah, I, I, I I'm I, I listen. Who doesn't like seeing uh, open running rugby? Uh, where you know, tell me someone in the world that doesn't like watching Sonny Bill Williams? So yeah, sure. um, so of course I, I would prefer to Ireland to. to Play that way. I just feel that you make things very hard for yourself if you don't become become an offloading game, uh, an offloading team. Yeah, because because of those you know those multiple phases and defenses now are so good that teams mm-hmm. can go through fifteen and twenty phases defending without conceding penalties. Then all of a sudden you have a knock on or you know there's a turnover of some sort, and the momentum and all the work that you put in has, has you know has gone to gone. Falls the wayside.
0: Yeah, because is, is is that because I want to get your thoughts on the defence as well before you go. But isn't that the great fear that against France we go through phases after phase and they're relatively comfortable? We're not punching holes and we kick it back to them. That's the worst case scenario here. That's not impossible to visualise. How are we going to break them
1: down? Uh, it's a good question. I think you know, and um, the strategy of, of Joe and, and and Johnny at ten pulling the strings. I, I think we're going to have to try and out-think them. Um, you pull them into scenarios where they think we're gonna go and, 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 and go go with different options. Uh we had a little bit of success at that at, at the weekend, just our accuracy in finishing things off um has probably been lacking, not just in this in, in last weekend game, but we left a few other scores out, out there in the Romanian and the and the Canadian game as well. So that's definitely a work on. Mm. Um you know, how we go about beating them is um, obviously we have to be massively physical against them. The team, you know, Ireland in the past has probably struggled against the most physical teams because, from a stature point of view, we're we're, we're more often than not not the biggest specimens on the pitch yeah. uh, against the, the South Africans and the New Zealands and, and the France and the England. So we have to be able to use a bit of cunning and and, and work our our way at, you know out of that. Um, that really attritional type game and, and work it into the patterns that we want to play. So, you've got it, you've, you've, you know, we've got the best analysts in the world, in Joe Schmidt and, and you know, guys like Mervyn Murphy behind the scenes would have been pulling clips for the last number of months uh, and identifying what France do in certain situations. And so, how can we counteract that and, um, you know, and, and, and cause them trouble? And, you know, there's no doubt that during the the weeks of the remaining game, the Canadian game, they were still looking at French clips. Sure. That used to happen during Six Nations. I won't, I'm not paying a turn. You know, for the bit, for or maybe not Six Nations, but certain games, you have a look to to the future. Uh, you know, in two or three weeks' time, you would maybe spend one day on an England or a France in the week of a of an Italian game. Yeah, and so they'll definitely have done that, particularly against nations like Canada and, and Romania. Um, you know, just to, to to have it in their mind as to you know what to expect, albeit you know not taking their eye off the ball in, in the intervening weeks.
0: The big critique of the uh, defence yesterday was that the line speed was was very slow. Like f- from my vantage point, that seems like just an attitude thing. But I'm wondering, from your vantage point, and you've been in it, is is there sometimes a more technical reason why the line speed is slow?
1: I didn't think it was terrible from phase play. Right. I thought at one stage. Um, and we and we analysed it on on TV as well on ITV, but um, I, I couldn't understand why we as a backline were conceding 25 meters. You know, granted it was it was a scrum just a little bit outside the Italian 22. It was probably one of the best attacking um, points to go from a from from a scrum. Um, I don't think Connor Murray defended it as as well as he could have because the blind winger wasn't an option you know, down the blind side, so he should have helped out Johnny to push everyone else out. Keith Earls almost start backing up immediately. You have to start getting aggressive before backing off to almost bully the opposition into making their play early or... You know, making them sec- second guess what they're doing. I just think we allowed them come on to us and, you know, twenty-five meter gain in, in that sort of position. It, you know, nowadays isn't acceptable. I think you probably concede five or ten meters and then set the defensive line again. But there's just one or two of those occasions that I, I, I didn't love watching, and I don't think when you have the likes of Jared Payne in there, that you know he, he allows that to happen. Keith has been absolutely magnificent. I thought he had a very good game. But for me, he's still um, he's still a better winger than he is a thirteen, and it's going to be very interesting to see you know who gets left out of this wing spot because I, I really feel now you know going back to the kicking game side of things, mm-hmm. I, I think Tommy Bowe is probably going to get back in the team because he's so good in the air.
0: Yeah. Though let's um, when he when he successfully wins a brilliant knockback, let's have someone within fifteen meters of him next time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that does help. <laughs> yeah. And but the, but the thing too as well is you know. He's not a big man for, for knockbacks it's like if right. you're going up in the air you're going to catch it right. and it's just it should be the, the ball that breaks back is that you just haven't quite gathered it because you're going he doesn't want any tap back stuff right, okay. he, he wants guys going up and, and claiming those 50-50s uh,
0: A final point and I know you're in on Friday so we'll we'll talk to you about the team which he does select it could be a whole lot worse the England story was I mean even watching at full time it was just kind of surreal that mm. they're out uh, no one has. I just still haven't seen an explanation for the level of underperformance here.
1: Um, I think. I think the damage was done the previous week in a game that they they should have won. That they were superior for sixty minutes, and then there was a bit of a capitulation. Um, and credit where credit's due to to Wales too. They took their opportunity and stayed in the game as long as they needed to to, to give themselves a chance of winning it. But. You know, England will kick themselves that they didn't manage to see that one out. I think they got completely outclassed by uh, by Australia, a team that um, is really coming in under the radar. I suppose the writing should have been on the wall a small bit, that you know they were back in a in a way when they beat the All Blacks um, during the summer yeah. in in Sydney, I think it was. Um, albeit they went you know back to Eden Park and, and got a good beating the, the following week. But you know, any team that's capable of turning over this current All Black side. Has to be reckoned with, and I just feel they're that you know they're brimming nicely and if they'll, they'll likely win you know they're um, their, the final game against Wales and it'll be Scotland or samoa in the in the quarterfinals. so potentially a a, a semi final if Ireland win next week win Argentina Australia will be a very very difficult predicament uh, come semi final so we've, got, we've you know we've 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 played hardly anything in this competition we've played um, two games against much lesser opposition. One against the, the weaker Six Nations team. The real tests begin next week. And um, yeah, we you know we just need every game from now on to be you know up you know ninety five percent of our performance level.
0: Yeah, listen. Thanks a million. We'll talk to you on Friday.
1: Great. Cool. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Off the ball, getting
0: inside the
1: game. Sponsored by Ireland's favourite car
0: brand, Ford. Go further.